Hey there, dear friend. This is Dawn, and you are listening to the Speaking to Water podcast. It's a podcast to help you navigate the difficult places and spaces, from everyday trials to the devastating effects of trauma. We are here to talk about how we face them. You are welcomed and treasured in our conversations. You can breathe in stories that will speak to your own healing. We are going to talk about how to speak to the water, the rising tide of hurt, overwhelm, trauma, pain. We'll find new words and new ways to speak to the difficulties and fears around us and in us, turning the flood from waves that drown us into water that heals us. There's a place here just for you. Glad to have you along. I should introduce myself. I'm Dawn. I'm an abuse and trauma survivor walking the daily path of healing, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. It's a day-by-day battle, and I am learning as I go. I have three inspiring and intuitive daughters. I live in a cold Midwestern climate that I complain incessantly about every winter and wonder why I still live here. I am a writer, an editor, a lover of books, music, and the outdoors but only if it's above 30 degrees. I also want to be upfront with you about something. I talk about Jesus here. I unashamedly love Jesus, but religion has hurt many people, and I want to acknowledge that. Maybe you were hurt by those in the church who should have been love and safety to you. Maybe you have doubts or questions, aren't sure what to believe, but you know you long for spiritual connection. Or perhaps you feel sure about Jesus, but unsure of how to navigate the harm you experienced from others. Maybe you have started to see things in the church that Jesus never intended, and you don't know where you fit in anymore. Wherever you are, I want you to know there is no judgment here. I will speak from my own spiritual experience, but you are on your own journey. I will talk unashamedly about my love for Jesus, but I will also talk boldly about my disdain for spiritual abuse, for the evil of a commercialized or legalistic Jesus that oppresses people and invalidates their story. Also, I am learning not to put people in boxes. Our culture tends to categorize people and ignore their names, faces, identities, hearts, souls. I am slowly learning to look at people's hearts instead of a category they may be pegged in because I am interested in knowing people and healing together. You don't find healing in categories or labels. Healing happens in people. I'm going to share a bit of my story today. Maybe you have things in your story that feel similar to mine. I have struggled with chronic physical illness and fatigue for the past 10 years and have walked through deep valleys of depression and anxiety. After years of trauma, I had to face the drowning panic that I felt every day in every cell of my body. I have been working with an amazing counselor, wise pastors, holistic coaches and practitioners, emotional healers, reading everything I can get my hands on and connecting with others on the same war-torn path. And what I have found on this journey is that our brains and bodies and souls are far more fragile and far more amazing and resilient than I could have ever imagined, that our connection with people around us is vital to safety and healing, that our subconscious minds can change the healing process in ways I would have never expected. 
that our brains can learn to fire and wire in ways that help us rather than hinder us, and that there is so much grace and so much divine love available to our hearts as we cry out and just want to breathe again. I look forward to us getting to know each other better in the coming episodes, and I would love to know what brings you here, and what are you hoping to hear? What are you hoping to heal? This is a safe community, and I am so glad you are here. So, back to the story. Life was not going as I expected. A single mom to three kids in my 40s, I could not have predicted the painful story that would have led me here. Maybe you have a story that you would have written differently, too. I walked through the most heart-wrenching experience of my life as my hopes for a healthy and healed relationship ended. My body and soul were covered with invisible bruises no one else could see. Breaths were quick and shallow. I went back and forth between a dry well of numbness and autopilot, then suddenly swinging into rivers of hot tears and panic. I think at one point, I remember lying down, just trying to feel connected to my own body, to the floor beneath me, and thinking, I'm not sure how I'm going to make it out of this and still be emotionally alive. I am still waiting my way out. Death isn't just a physical thing. Parts of us die all the time, and sometimes that's a really good thing. Pieces of us that are keeping us stuck or sick or enslaved need an exit plan so new roots can gently grab hold. Other times, what was once a thriving and lovely thing gets ripped from us or shredded by others' cruelty or damaged by uncertainty. Moments of pain and trauma that left us altered or alone. Goodbyes that stole something inside. We all have things that we shouldn't have to grieve. But here we are. And it hurts. How have you coped with your grief? Where has pain brought you that you wouldn't have expected or asked for? What does it tell your body and your soul? Where do you feel it living inside you? I remember one day realizing that my brain literally began to feel like it was changing. Things I once enjoyed, like singing in a choir or hiking in the woods or being around friends, were still okay, but I couldn't fully immerse myself in enjoying the moment. Trauma literally felt like an unwanted guest, informing my brain and body all the time. The filter through which I lived. Baggage that was handcuffed to my wrist and dragged around. I could not get rid of this unwanted guest. I could not command it to go. Trauma tells us something is wrong and that our bodies and brains and souls need safety and healing and a reevaluation of where we have been, where we are, how how to live in the next moment and the moment after that and after that and after that. Trauma can be unyielding and unforgiving, but I think also maybe it stays so it can teach us to take care of what's broken and tend to it. Maybe our trauma and our heartbreak and our brokenness can be a teacher. It won't let us get away with pushing things forward or just ignoring it. Bessel A. Vanderkoek describes how we hold trauma in his book, The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma. Here are various quotes from the book. We have learned that trauma is not just an event that took place sometime in the past. It is also the imprint left by that experience on mind, brain, and body. This imprint has ongoing consequences for how the human organism manages to survive in the present. 
trauma results in a fundamental reorganization of the way the mind and brain manage perceptions. It changes not only how we think and what we think about, but also our very capacity to think. Neuroscience research shows that the only way we can change the way we feel is by becoming aware of our inner experience and learning to befriend what is going on inside ourselves. Language gives us the power to change ourselves and others by communicating our experiences, helping us to define what we know and finding a common sense of meaning. We can change social conditions to create environments in which children and adults can feel safe and where they can thrive. So basically, because your body makes beautiful sense, it wants to protect you. But sometimes we just try to push the trauma down or ignore it or just get over it. You can't. Your body won't let you. So the physical illness, the emotional and mental distress, the depression that seems to be an enemy might actually be your whole being asking you to take care of the injury. Maybe we lean into the pain and the heartache and it can become a gift that shows us what we need to heal. To be clear, trauma is never a gift. Abuse is never deserved. These are cruel experiences and they are destructive. But our body and brain's response to that trauma can give us clues about how we can heal. Maybe healing feels like a really impossible idea for you right now. I'll tell you what, trauma feels like an unyielding taskmaster, demanding all my energy and covering me in brain fog and shame and anxiety and the feeling that I am always underwater. If you have experienced this, if you've been drowning, I want you to know this message today is for you. Is there heavy pain in your life? Maybe daily trials that keep you feeling like you're always on the edge of breaking down. Maybe you have lost someone, lost a relationship, a job, a sense of safety, death, sickness, divorce, division. I am so sorry for the sad things you have faced. Please sit close here. Remember, you aren't your trauma and you aren't your pain and you aren't your shame. Though you have been paralyzed with fear or rejected or unnoticed and felt insignificant, the beauty you always had and still have now aren't erased. In fact, your beauty is being shaped and is bringing healing to you right now, this very moment. You just don't know it yet because it's all happening in the dark. But the quiet dark is where beauty thrives best because it's not being falsified and put on display with a shiny exterior and a sparkling image. It's being churned and developed in the life of dark, rich soil and slow-moving roots. Beloved, your mess is pure poetry. It's evidence that you love and have loved, that you care, that you have emotions and a resonating heart and a deep connection with the world and with humanity. Only caring hearts get broken, and only what is living can die. So what do we do with the difficult things that stare us down, that inch into our energy, or flat take us out and strangle our soul's breath? Pain can indeed eventually bleed out purpose, but how do we get there? During one of my darkest moments, I was listening desperately for anything God could bring me that would give me just a little piece of a pathway to keep walking through the healing that I longed for. During a time of quiet contemplation, I began to get a vision of something. I was on a very small island with beautiful evergreen trees and clear water all around. I was near a small campfire. It was warm and calming. I felt at peace at first, suddenly became very aware 
that there was something wrong, an unseen fear circling me. I looked down and saw that the water around the island had risen above the shore and was rising above my feet. The water looked very dark and was rising fast. I felt like I couldn't breathe and began to panic. I looked next to me and saw Jesus looking calmly at the water. I cried out for help and he gently put his hand on my arm and said, Speak to the water. I was like, What? That's your job. Can't you fix this? Someone needs to come fix this. I heard the words, The water that threatens to hurt you can become the same water that heals you. My eyes scanned the water rising all around me, and I felt words start to spill from my mouth. The truth about my situation is uncovered now. I said it over and over. I began to feel connected to myself once again, and connected to the truth about my circumstances and about the love that was surrounding me. Slowly, the water started to recede. The earth began to appear under my feet, and soon I was on dry ground. I have thought a lot about that vision. I believe that Jesus rescues and heals and calms and parts the water around us. I also think he gives us the power to speak into a situation, into the chaos around us and in us. Our words and the way we believe and speak about the chaos can bring calm and new life and hope and even move mountains. The love of Jesus overcomes all darkness, and his love is available to everyone. When we speak truth and love over ourselves and align ourselves with truth and love, we are bringing light into the darkness and inviting love to hover over our chaos and pierce it with beauty and healing. How we speak to, respond to, and approach the mess in our lives can begin to turn the tide toward true healing. Speak to the water. Jesus spoke to water, but not just to turn heads and make great stories. He did it because he wanted us to know that he would empower us to do the same. You have the power to speak to what is going on around you and, more importantly, what is going on inside you. That healing power to speak to the water, to speak to your fear and pain, is available to you. You can speak kindly to yourself. Speak kindly to others when you want to scream. Speak truth instead of lies. Speak God's love over you. Praise your body for being beautiful, though others have tried to shame it. You can speak to the rising tide threatening to choke you with terror and sadness and hopelessness and defeat. I hope this will be a place you can join me to wrestle with and ponder and unravel the pain you have experienced, how it has affected your life and the prospect of healing. A place where we can talk about difficult things without always putting them into boxes or categories. A place to ask where life went wrong or how did I get here? A place to grieve and a place to hope. A place to hear good stories and hard stories, to learn and grow and to ask important questions and to challenge outdated ideas that frankly have kept people from healing. A place where you can feel you are not alone. In the coming episodes of the Speaking to Water podcast, you'll hear from people just like you who will bring us hope and reasons to hope and true and real ways they faced their trials, helped others, or ways they can walk alongside us and show us how to speak to the water. We'll also invite lots of people and ideas into the circle. People in the mental health field, practitioners, those who are teaching, coaching, volunteering to bring health, clarity, and hope to others. 
It's all for healing and walking and speaking to the mess and the chaos one piece at a time. So those new roots deep within start to bring nourishment and love and healing. I hope you'll join me. Until next time, I want to leave you with some encouragement. Music has been a deep and powerful part of my search for healing. There is a song by Casey Musgraves called Rainbow, and I encourage you to check it out. The song made me think about what trauma and healing feel like. There's a line in the song that says, It's hard to breathe when all you know is the struggle of staying above the rising water line. It talks about how it really isn't raining anymore. The storm has stopped, but you are still clutching tight to your umbrella. And I don't know what the writer of this song intended, but to me, that describes so well what trauma and stress can feel like. You have this death grip on that umbrella, that thing that is like your protection mechanism. And you have been trying to survive the storm for so long that even once you are safe and the danger has passed, You don't know how to live or feel differently. Your brain and your body don't understand safety yet. You don't know how to let go of that umbrella. The repeating line of this song is, There's always been a rainbow hanging over your head. You are on the journey of trying to figure out who you are and how to live with a new mindset that can start to thrive and grow. And you should know that at every stage of your life, in the dark rooms, in long hallways, in the rising tide of hurt and pain and devastation, there has always been a rainbow over you always the promise that you were meant to be loved and supported and you were meant for more than just survival. Those who hurt you don't get power over you anymore. Love does. Thanks for being here with me today, friend. Check out the show notes for links to the resources we talked about today. You can find me at dawnlashi.com and Facebook and Instagram. Please join me again on the next episode of the Speaking to Water podcast. And until then, friend, keep speaking to the water.